So did you write the book of love and do you have faith in God above if the Bible tells it so? Yep, that's right. I'm going to be looking at Miss American Pie by Don McLean and going through a lot of the themes about how your individual hero's journey, so to speak, kind of intersects with the American journey and a kind of inside peek into individual and collective development as far as how sometimes uh, the saying is, um, I think it's like ontogeny recapitulates phylogeny. It might be the other way around, but it's like basically the growth of the individual kind of mirrors the growth of the collective. It's certainly uh, a theme in integral theory for those of you that know it would correspond to the structure stages of Ken Wilber. So you'd basically have um, you yourself kind of passing through uh, the same stages as the collective. And what you have really in Miss American Pie is you have basically a journey from Amber to Integral. But I don't think it gets all the way to Integral. I think that Miss American Pie, in a sense goes from amber to orange, meaning you're going basically from a time of childhood, of early life, and rules and beliefs and justice, and that life is fair, and that if you can just work hard and do the right thing, you too will get the American dream. Uh, that That's the baseline from which the song starts before the music actually dies. So, a long, long time ago, I remember how that music used to make me smile, you know, going back to um, childhood, and in a sense, some of the naivety of the nation, you know, coming out of World War II, and you had the 40s and the 50s, and kind of before things started blowing up in the 60s, or more specifically, before the death of Buddy Holly. Um, who I suppose in the context of the song somehow uh, represents the old America that was that was dying with Nixon and being charged through and sometimes spit through by a lot of the hippies and rebels of the 60s and 70s. So that's the day the music died, and the day the music died is sort of coming out of amber, really, as far as integral structure stages goes, um, you know, you're realizing the music just just doesn't play. And, you know, as the, clean, as the planes climbed high into the night, I saw Satan laughing with delight. And that's kind of the, that's kind of the amber fundamentalist, you know, kind of conservative evangelical thread there. You know, you start thinking you question that, and you're going down the wrong path. You're backsliding. You're a heretic. And really, it's the devil speaking with a forked tongue. Now, Don McLean just goes ahead and puts the song as, okay, let's just basically uh, say the devil has gotten it. But it's a devil um, that's, in a sense, a ferryman from amber to orange, maybe into postmodernism some, which was probably the unresolved product of a lot of these forces clashing was, you know, what you would now call green or almost kind of that socially woke mentality that's not necessarily seeing things 
in um, units and systems. But but I know I'm throwing out a whole lot of stuff really quick here. I hope you get the general idea. It's kind of a outline of individual development that kind of maps on to 20th century America in a whole lot of ways. And that's the song Miss American Pie. Or that's the perspective I'm looking at it. Heck, they asked Don McQueen, they said, uh, what does Miss American Pie mean? And he said, it means I never have to work again if I don't want to. And that was definitely true. The song song just uh, basically got him what he wanted. Just ride all the way on one song. And heck, why reveal anything too much? Although, you know, this has been done before. I mean, there's been a whole lot written on on the meaning of this song. But let's just go through it. Let's just go through it and look at it. And, um, you know, you definitely have a spiritual journey. You definitely have uh, all the components of the structure stages. And you have, it's it's not really about state stages. I mean, it's not really going into um, any type of like, um, you know, meditative states as much. Although in a sense, you could say that we're in subtle, basically, because the whole thing is written from a subtle level, which, you know, um, integral purist could could disagree with this, but I associate the subtle with, you know, the visionary world, uh, the astral world, or really just some of the stuff that uh, poets love to tap into with those kinds of colorful outlines that are kind of vague uh, structures that kind of encompass lots of specifics. And you kind of call those archetypes or you call those um, metaphors or allegories or uh, analogies, but you need, you need some mythology in there with some, some mythicness. And for those of you that have uh, read Mark Shaw's book. I mean, obviously Dante's Road. That's if if you haven't read it, check it out. It's on contemplativelight.com, and you know he did a really good job of just trying to put a lot of this language a lot simpler. You know, I'm always of the belief. You know, just you know, go ahead and say how you feel. If they can't hang, they can't hang. Oh well, we lose them. And Mark's much uh, better about trying to connect a lot of complex things in a simple way. Um, so that's why we balance each other out, I think, in a good way. But that's that's a, definitely a lot of mythology in the book Dante's Road. You can get that on contemplativelight.com. Um, you know, but anyways, back to back to Don McLean here in this song. And um, sure, that's what he said. And obviously, you've got a whole lot of 60s stuff going on you know as the players tried to take the field uh, the marching band refuses to yield and right there you you kind of have the ner- that's kind of like revenge of the nerds right there or hey maybe music over sports maybe sensitivity over muscle and uh, you know the band refuses to take the field and that's kind of in a sense, overthrowing um, a lot of the standards, and it's kind of almost an adolescent rebellion against, um, you know, the sta- status quo. And uh, 
uh, yet, yet at the same time, um, you have today where you're, you're a little further along than that. So if you say today you're in green, you're in the postmodern realm and you have something like, okay, now get this connection. Are you all ready? The movie American Pie. Yes, that's right. Wake up, wake up. The movie American Pie is in that, that series is very much, I think, a kind of, uh, postmodern, um, bastard child of this song really um certainly a funny a funny um bastard child but if you may remember there was that kind of thing with the band nerds and uh the girl in the band who was who was quite crude but also very very playful and hilarious and uh you know the the main character basically admits he's he's been a band nerd all along so you basically have what was really essentially back to the song a clash between forces that was absolutely necessary and that if it wasn't a full victory it was at least um a big overthrow of a lot of things now you might argue that in 2019 we've come back to 1969 and somehow we have a lot of the old things taking over i don't believe that i don't believe that i think this is new territory and in so many ways that we're in now, um, you know, versus 1969, it's a whole lot of things have happened and interwoven and, you know, there's truth that lives and truth that dies as Leonard Cohen says. And some of the, some of the truth, uh, has lived, some hasn't meaning, you know, you've basically got a whole bunch of different worldviews, uh, competing and some of those aspects of the different worldviews in America right now are assimilated and marketed and put out into uh, the marketplace and the exchange of goods and services more than others. So anyways, um, and again, I know I'm rattling a whole lot off, but this is kind of interesting because this was a song that uh, very much seemed to speak to me when I was a teenager. And I think it very much is a teenager, a teenage song, you know, kind of realizing like, okay, you're kind of, you're kind of coming to the end of some sort of innocence and the music has died. And, you know, really what's happening, what's happening, you know, I'm away from home. And if you look at Joseph Campbell's monomyth, you have three parts, you know, you have the beginning, which would kind of be when the music still played. And, you know, he had a teenage, he was a bronken buck with a teenage, with a pickup truck. And, and, but, but he was out of luck the day the music died. So that, you know, that's kind of the end of act one in Joseph Campbell or part one of the hero's journey, um, you know, going up there with, with the truck, you know, coming from the prom with the rose. Oh yeah. You got the high school fantasy. You've got, you know, that, that 1950s vision that was sold and then boom, the music dies. And that's the end. That's the end of Amber. That's the end of innocence right there. And you start singing. So, so, and then you start having all sorts of things mix up with, you know, you've got a courtroom, you've got Lennon reading a book on Marx. Uh, so you certainly have that kind of communist, uh, socialist, uh, or, or even if it was just some sort of brotherhood of man type values, 
kind of flooding in into the 60s and the um you know the kind of i don't know what you would basically call it but a more rigid kind of morality with a lot of shoulds and shouldn'ts um that wasn't altogether bad necessarily but in this song it it died with the music and there we have Winnin and Marks and um let's see going down here I'm I'm just kind of scrolling through the the lyrics here um the jester is on the sidelines in a cast you know I guess the jester took it too far and um you know tried to mix things up too much and got hurt you know and that's interesting um did did America get hurt you know did the did the net result of the collision of forces, uh, the trickster kind of cracking the seams of uh, the two sides of America, um, did it end up completely uh, not hurting, only hurting the trickster, but hurting America itself? And then you basically have the marching band refusing to yield as the players take the field. Do you recall what was revealed the day the music died. Do you recall what was revealed? You know, it's interesting to think about when did the music die for you? You know, did it die at age 12, age 17? You know, was it, was it a little bit delayed? Did it take you to 33, 34? Did you have to get through that return of Saturn, you know, in the aftermath of the return of Saturn? When did the music die for you? Cause the music's going to die. The music has to die in the individual journey. You keep going, the music's going to die. Sometimes the music dies way too soon. They call that childhood trauma. <laughs> but the music's going to die, and, and the music dying is really Good Friday. I mean, the music dying very much is a cross. Uh, now, in the context of integral theory, um, you might want to call those, I guess, I guess Ken calls them fulcrums where you basically have a cross really um, in between all transitions. You know, you have a surrender, a letting go, and transcending and including. If it's done well, I think it must be done with a full process of grief. You know, grieving amber to orange, grieving orange to green, grieving green to, to integral. And, of course, uh, not many people really, really have that clean of a ride. But uh, that's the idea of the cross, multiple crosses. And obviously that's rich in the tradition. It's not just like one and out and you're done. Ooh, God, that cry felt good. Now I'm on Easter Sunday. No, it's, it's kind of something you've got to pass through again and again and again. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so, so the boy's resisting it. The main character is resisting it. You know, he's not going with it at first he's fighting it you know the main character i don't know does he sound like a good old boys pro probably or just you know kind of kind of a guy that really believed you know and as he watched jack flash on the stage his hands were clenched in fist of rage no angel born in hell could break that satan's spell and as the flames climbed high into the night to light the sacrificial rite. I saw Satan laughing with delight the day the music died. 
And he was singing bye-bye, Miss American Pie. And the sacrificial right. Wow. The sacrificial right. What was the sacrifice? Was the sacrifice worth it? You know, does it mean like a sacrifice for uh, something more, giving up something to get something more? You know, that would fit. That would fit. I mean, I think that was the general idea. Get, um, you know, but at the same time, uh, did we sacrifice something we shouldn't have sacrificed with the transition of the 60s and the 70s? Was something really lost? You know, a lot of people, a lot of people will say, um, that was the worst thing that ever happened to America. There's plenty of people out there that'll say that about the 60s and 70s. You know, they'll say, People were just doing what they wanted to do. They weren't doing the right thing. And some of those people that say that are still in amber. And some some are probably aren't. Some are probably saying it from a more um, orange perspective when they criticize it. You know, sort of like, uh, you know, Jordan Peterson, who gets trapped in orange too much for his own good, uh, will often often decry the liberalism that ironically he seemed to kind of be on the side of in his earlier days. But Hey, when there's a market for conservatives, you go ahead and cash those chips in JP. So, so the music dies and in the streets, the children scream, the lovers cried and the poets dream. Not a word was spoken. The church bells all were broken and the three men. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The three men I admire most, the father, son, and the Holy Ghost. They caught the last train for the coast. The day the music died. And you could, you could basically say those three men, you know, and I, what comes to mind immediately for me in that, is Meister Eckhart's God deliver me from God, meaning God deliver me from the concept of God. God deliver me from the structure uh, through which I'm seeing you right now. Because that's really what it comes down to. They're giving up Amber. They're giving up that, that structure stage. And when it's saying the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost caught the last train for the coast, it's really seeing God through a very narrow structure. Not that the Trinity is a narrow structure, but that in the Amber stage, you see the Trinity in a narrow way. And um, that narrowness of that structure that's being transcended in this song, that narrowness is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost catching the last train for the coast. and. Wow. 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 What a song. What a trip. And, uh, thanks everybody for listening. This was short and quick, but, uh, for those of you that enjoy it or have any comments, you can always write us at connect at contemplativelight.com, connect at contemplativelight.com. And everybody take care out there. Have a great summer. And, uh, maybe you'll see Miss American Pie rise up in a different form, in a form you haven't seen her before.